Dad, can you explain it all to me? Son, I know I said I would, but my voice box is breaking down. I don't know how long it'll last for, but everything I know is in the same book. Liber Cognoscendi Genudi? I can't read this. If you're who I think you are, then you'll be able to. Just try. Okay. In principio curvet Deus Kennedy, and they saw it was good. It's translated on the page as I read this. What? What is this book? Check the cover again. The Book of Kennedy. That's right. It's time for you to learn the truth, chosen one. Oxodox. 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 Book one. Beginnings. Book one. Beginnings. Book one. Beginnings. Book one. The start. In the beginning, God created Kennedy, and they saw it was good. Male and female, he created Kennedy. He set them to live high on a mountain. From here they could survey all the earth, and they saw it was good. Is this claiming we're directly descended from Adam and Eve? Read on. They could see a garden, luscious and bountiful at the foot of the mountain, with a gargantuan tree growing at its centre. So large was the tree, that from their mountain top the Kennedys could pick up its fruit by just reaching out an arm. This they did, and they grew wise and multiplied in their wisdom. The growing Kennedy clan watched as the garden flourished, and its residents frolicked in their idyll, till one day a storm broke over the garden, and the residents were driven out. Soon the garden was a ruin, and the angel with the flaming sword who guarded the entrance grew old. As she weakened in old age, the fiery sword she held drooped lower and lower, each time it touched the earth, gouging a trench. This trench became the mighty Astaris River, from which the Tiber, Pelophes, and Golodia now emanate. You think those rivers are in the home counties? Eden was in the home counties. Here, we've come to the drift. It's kind of everywhere by this point. Read on. From their lofty eyrie, the Kendys watched their fallen cousins eke out a hard life upon the earth. The man tilled the ground with the sweat of his brow. The woman brought forth children with the pain of her hips. And lo... They did watch, and time did pass. When the Lord did create Kennedy, he created them male and female, and named them Porphan and Bell Rubble. And the Kennedys were fruitful, and did multiply. And each child which was begat carried upon their person the mark of Kennedy, an extraneous nipple upon their back, which would weep milk under a gibbous moon. And Porphan lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, and after his image, and called his name Banjo. And the days of Porphan, after he had begotten Banjo, were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Porphan lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Banjo lived a hundred and five years, and begat Fumur. And Banjo lived after he begat Fumur eight hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Banjo were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. And Fumur lived ninety years, and begat Ruska. And Fumur lived after he begat Ruska 815 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Fumur were 905 years and he died. And Ruska lived 70 years and begat Molopolobulul. And Ruska lived after he begat Molopolobulul 840 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Ruska were 910 years and he died. And Molopolobulul lived 60 and 5 years and begat uh huh. And Molopolobulul lived after he begat uh huh. 830 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Molopolobol were 
were 895 years, and he died. And Uh Uh-huh lived 160 in two years, and begat Priscoli. And Uh Uh-huh lived after he begat Priscoli 800 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Uh Uh-huh were 960 and two years, and he died. And Priscoli lived 60 and five years, and begat a son. And he called his name Methuselah, saying, He shall hold eight times the love of my other children. He shall go forth and intoxicate the world. And Mrs. Priscoli did say, Over my dead body he shall be named Keith after my father. And Keith grew strong and mighty in his father's house. He was twice the height of all his brothers, and they grew jealous of the favour his father did pour upon him. But he was unaware of their hatred, and he continued to dwell in the house of his father. Dad, this isn't explaining anything. Yeah, what did you want to explain, son? I've been keeping a list, and this is in no particular order, but here we go. Okay, why are we hanging out with the Pope? Why have you got access to time travel? Why were we so popular in Belize back in December 2022, but never since? Why did Frank turn evil? Why does Orky Mike hate me so much? What happened to Henri Cavill, the rat we interviewed? What happened to the man he was possessing? How an ashen burst of unconscious in a sack after so many months? Why was John Lennon trapped in an orb with me? How did Orky Mike get the power to curse me? Is the entity really Rishi Sunak? Why don't we have any American political history content anymore? What are the 12 tasks of Kennedy? When did you find time to record the Life's of President podcast? Are we human? Should we have pivoted to a canal boat focused podcast after episode 3? Was Lace the niche we should have gone with? Who the hell is the intended audience for this? How did we afford to go to Duffel and have a whole wrestling match when the pound is so weak? Was there even a swan boat in the first place, or did you just abandon us? Why am I the chosen one? And when will the elderly get the appreciation they need instead of more bloody space marines? You know, all the important questions. Son, there's animal and problematic elements of a narrative. Then let's build a bloody great lighthouse on top of them. But anyway, allow me to answer each question in turn. Plus used to be a laugh. Eat nothing but brains, and time travel is second nature. The algorithm, possession, ancestral rivalry, living in the sewer, being interrogated. Reformer availability. A wizard did it. He rules hell now. No, the entity isn't even enough for that. The format changed too much to fit in. There'll be the salvation or doom of humanity. Have a life outside your island, son. No, we are Kennedys. Canal boats are passe. Lace reminds all of us of your mother too much. Don't know. I think this may just be a midlife crisis. Crime? I abandoned you and then got stuck on this one boat. The answer to that is why I must read on. And never. Space moves always be top dogs. Satisfied? In no shape or form. But you say to find out more about why I'm the chosen one, I must read on. Yes. Book two. Judgments. Nailed it. And Keith saw the struggles of humanity from atop the mountain, and he wished to lessen their burden. He gifted them fire from on high to warm them on a winter's night, but they cursed him for burning their crops. He gifted them with rain for their crops so they may flourish and grow, but they cursed him as their families were washed away. He gifted them with fertility so they may have family round them as a comfort in their old age, but they cursed him due to the resultant Malthusian catastrophe. Prescoli spoke to his son, Keith, light of my life, apple of mine eye, it is with a heavy heart that I must banish you from my house. Your brothers have told me of how you torment and play with the humans. This is not how I raised you. Look, even now they war and rage due to your interference. I banish you to go and live amongst them, until you can undo the horrors you have wrought. 
and Keith was banished to live amongst the humans. The tales of his time amongst the tribes can be read of in the Chronicles of Keith. The Chronicles of Keith. Sadly, there has been lost over the years. Read on. Years passed, and the sign of Keith grew strong. His line of Kennedys multiplied and spread across the land. His seed was spread far and wide, and he flourished. He lived well and was blessed with many a child, sired with many a different human woman. One night, on the eve of his death, he lay in his tent, the desert winds gently blowing the tent flap. His eyes were milky, his hands were shaky, and his voice was reedy and weak. He felt a shadow alight upon his face. He turned to see standing next to his bed his youngest brother, Salonga, now also withered by age and time. Embrace me, brother, for I am found. Nay, you have been lost since you left us, and your absence has destroyed my father. His once turgid intellect became flaccid, and his spirit dulled until it extinguished. With his death, the Lord's favour fell from us, and we have been forced to dwell amongst the oxen and the pigs. While you have debased yourself with these primates, and drawn around yourself a mantle of worldly treasures. Salonga climbed atop Keith, bared his breast, and drew a knife from his tunic, and sliced it across his chest. I shed our shared blood so we are no longer kin. For what you have brought upon my family, I curse you and your descendants to the seventy-seventh generation. They shall know no peace, and my offspring will crush them under their heel. Come the morning, Keith called in his twelve daughters, and told them of the prophecy his brother had laid upon the family. They wept for the harm to their children, all except for Betty Rubel. Why do you weep and gnash your teeth, sisters? Are we not the mothers of powerful nations? What are the words of one old man to strike fear in our hearts? Let us not despair. Let us instead prepare our children for the road which lies ahead of them. The sisters agreed and began to plan. In doing so were the twelve tasks of Kennedy created. They shared them with their father, who was pleased with their wisdom. My children, you have mightily blessed your offspring tonight, and these tasks you have created are right and good. When a child of yours has completed all twelve, then they shall know they are the chosen one, ready to stand against the Salonga, who would wipe out the children of Keith. So, are we Keithsons and not Kennedys? No, son. It's Salonga who rejected his Kennedy heritage and purged his blood of it. Grandson Keith was a Kennedy for all his days, as are we. Read on. When a child of yours has completed all twelve, then they shall know they are the chosen one, ready to stand against Salonga, who would wipe out the children of Keith. They shall save our family from its demise. And there was much rejoicing. And all the days of Keith were 969, and he died. But how does that make me the chosen one? And why should I believe this Bronze Age text anyway? Really? A text which managed to decipher itself with written eyes? And the time the 77th generation has come. If you're not the chosen one, you can be. You're the only Kennedy of this generation who is not either dead, insane, or in politics. It can be only you. You've seen what Salonga can do, and only are the petty spite and malice. Imagine how much more havoc you will wreak when he comes into full possession of his powers upon his 50th birthday, when his mind will be flooded with all the knowledge of the Salonga's past, present, and future. We must stop him before then. I get it's bad for us, but it's not as apocalyptic as you've claimed. Wrong, my son. For modern science has shown us that the essence, or rather, the DNA of Kennedy, has spread throughout the world. There's none alive today who cannot trace their ancestry back to Keith. If he succeeds in destroying us, then he'll destroy everyone, even himself. So what do I have to do? You must complete the 12 tasks of Kennedy, to enter your power and defeat Orkin Mike. What if I just shoot him? 
You must complete the 12 tasks of Kennedy, come into your power, defeat Orky Mike in hand-to-hand combat. More fucking wrestling. You must complete the 12 tasks of Kennedy, come into your power, and defeat Orky Mike in hand-to-hand combat, or the world is doomed. Fine. I'm ready. Give me the tasks. To be continued. Oxodox. 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 Thank you for listening to Orcsadorx, the chosen one. In this episode, you heard John Frankie Kennedy and Barton Beeples Kennedy, 2033. All music heard on today's episode was licensed under a Creative Commons license. It can be found on freemusicarchive.org. And our theme music is Make It Drums by Daedalus. All sound effects were sourced from freesound.org. You can find all our past episodes at orcsadorx.podbean.com. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is jfk at orcsadorx.co.uk. We're on Twitter at John Loves 40K.